you're listening to a City on a Hill podcast. We'd love you to use and share this podcast, but please refrain from editing the content without permission from City on a Hill. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. Good morning. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we we pray that you may fill us in this moment uh, with the knowledge of your will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding, Lord, may we walk in a manner that's that's worthy of you, uh, fully pleasing to you, uh, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in our knowledge of you. Strengthen us today, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning. Uh, last month, my family and I, we went uh, away on a holiday to, um, to celebrate my dad's 70th birthday. Uh, my parents, my, bro- my brother, my sister, uh, their families, we all came together to my brother's house in the Adelaide Hills. Now, leading up to that weekend, uh, things were a little bit crazy uh, at work. Uh, we did this teaching series, you, re- you might remember it, called Left and Right. Uh, no small feat there. Um, towards the end of that series, we, we said a few controversial things, and uh, that sparked a media crisis at City on a Hill, uh, which took a bit of my attention as well. Uh, and we also came together and celebrated our 15th anniversary as a church. Uh, at home, things were a little bit crazy as well. We had all that rain, uh, and we had some flooding in our backyard. Uh, so we had to um, replace a whole bunch of pipes. They ripped up our backyard, and they, they, uh, there was a big plumbing issue. We also had our fence that was falling down, uh, so we had to get that replaced and get a new one installed as well. Uh, so we were hanging for a break. We were hanging for a break. And we asked a mate, uh, we, we asked if we could borrow his caravan and take that away and add a few extra days onto our trip. And the day before that we're about to leave, I got sick. <laughs> I got sick. Uh, I was wiped. I don't know what it was, but I had a, a bit of a temperature. I went to bed at 2 p.m. I woke up at 6 a.m. the next morning, the day that we're meant to leave. Lauren had done an amazing job. She packed the caravan and got everything ready. Uh, she asked me, are we, are we going to do this? I wasn't going to back out now. I wasn't feeling 100%, but we were going to do this. We needed this holiday. So we hit the road. Now, has anyone driven with a caravan before? 
a few people. This was my first time, and I don't recommend it doing it when you're, when, when you're sick as well. Uh, but we did this, and uh, uh, everything uh, was just accentuated. Every bump that you hit was accentuated. Uh, you, you were dodging potholes and much more cautious about the, driving on the road. But thankfully, we got there. We got to my brother's house, and we were able to celebrate my dad's birthday. Now, on to the holiday. Uh, things continued to go wrong. Uh, we got a flat tire, so we had an emergency pit stop at the mechanic. Uh, then after that, I, I got sick again. Uh, I had a migraine, so I was back in bed for half a day. And then the rains came. <laughs> the rains set in, and those mozzies, those, those blood-sucking mozzies, are out everywhere at the moment. They invaded us, and they forced us to end our trip early. And to top it all off, a week and a half later, Lauren and I got COVID. <laughs> Has anyone had a season like this before? Yeah, I'm sure we can all relate to this. Now, I'm an optimist, and I like to think I've got, you know, a high tolerance of stress. I've got a handle on things. I can hold it together. I've got the control. But the reality was that I didn't. <laughs> the work pressures the financial pressures, the home pressures, they were mounting up. And it was just a matter of time before things came crashing down. Well, today we're going to continue our series, Jesus Over All. And we're looking at this beautiful passage in Colossians chapter 1. And this week we're going to dive into verse 17. And we're going to look at this theme that Jesus is the sustainer. Jesus is the sustainer. And my hope and my prayer for today is that this would not just be head knowledge. I want you to feel the wonder and amaze, be amazed by this doctrine. But at the same time, I want it to sink right down into your heart for you to feel it. And for you to, to respond to this beautiful truth. So to help us unpack this theme, I've got three points for us to consider. That Jesus holds all things. You can't hold all things. But we can help with some things. So first point, Jesus holds all things. It's a short verse, uh, verse 17. I'm going to read it out. It should be on the screen as well. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. I'll say it again. Jesus is before all things. And in Jesus, all things hold together. What do you notice from this verse on the screen? The first thing to note is that Jesus is before all things. The past couple of weeks as we've been journeying through this series, we've seen that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He is the firstborn of creation. He is uh, the creator and all things were created by him and for him. So what's, di what's distinct about this phrase? That Jesus is before all things. Well, if we skip to another passage, John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, it says, another familiar one, 
that in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. You see, Jesus was not created. Jesus is not the first of creation. Jesus is the creator. And what's more than that, he is before, before the foundation of the world. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit eternally existed. Before the stars were set in motion, Jesus was there. Before the water and the land was formed, Jesus was there. Before the animals and the birds and the fish were created, Jesus was there. Before humanity existed, Jesus was there. This is significant. It's significant because the second thing to note from this verse is that Jesus holds all things together. So if if Jesus wasn't truly there in the beginning, if he is not the creator, if he is not before all things, then how can Jesus sustain all things and hold all things together? Recently, Lauren and I, we've been watching this TV series called The Man in the High Castle. Has anyone heard of that series before? It's um, a great series. It's based on a book, actually, with the same title, uh, written by a guy called Philip, uh, Philip K. Dick in 1962. And it's set 15 years after World War II. And it depicts this world in which the Japanese and the Nazis have won the war. And uh, in this world, uh, the United States has been divided And uh, it's been divided between the two different world powers. And the series, it follows a bunch of characters as their destinies intertwined when they come across these films, these newsreels. And these films, they, they show this alternate reality. This alternate reality that we know is the truth, that they didn't win the war, that they lost the war, that they were defeated And I won't give any spoilers, but I'll I'll give away one thing. From the final episode in uh, season one, there's a man, his name is, he's a colonel, um, a Nazi colonel, his name is Rudolf Wegner. He comes to Hitler. He comes to Hitler to his castle. And Hitler's watching this film on the screen. And Wegner is just amazed by what he's seeing. And Hitler, he turns to him and he, he says to him, Do you believe in destiny? Do you believe in destiny? And Wagner, he says, a wise man once told me that fate is fluid. Destiny is in the hands of men. And then Hitler, he responds to him and he says, he was almost right. Destiny is in the hands of a few men. (laughs) Many people believe this, don't they? This idea of destiny or fate. But you see, this is not what the Bible teaches. The, The events of this world are not determined by fate. They don't rest in the hands of a few men. Jesus is not just some great watchmaker. 
as the deists believe, who intricately creates the world as a watchmaker makes a watch, and he, uh, he steps away from it to let the clock run. Jesus is not like that. Jesus is active in his creation. In fact, the Greek word here for, for hold together is, is a verb in the, pre, it's in the perfect tense. Now, I'm no Greek scholar, so I looked up Google, and Google tells me that the, the perfect tense means that it's a, a past event with present effect. A past event with present effect. In other words, a past event that Jesus created the world with present effect, that Jesus uh, upholds his creation. And interestingly, uh, the writer of Hebrews, he tells us that Jesus upholds creation with a word, by his words. We read in Genesis, in Genesis that by a word, the world is created. And by a word, the world is sustained. Jesus sustains this world. Jonathan Edwards, uh, the, the 18th century Puritan pastor, he reflects on this verse. And he has such a, a beautiful quote that I want to read. It's a long quote, but it's worth listening to. I think he explains this really well. He says, as it is the continual operation of God to uphold things in being, so it is the divine operation that keeps them in action. Whenever a body moves or a spirit thinks or wills, it is infinite power and wisdom that assists it. God has established the laws of nature and he maintains them by his constant influence. With respect to ourselves, it is because God is in us that our blood runs, our, our, our pulse beats, our lungs play, our food digests, and our organs of sense perform their operation. So when we look at the sun and the moon and the stars above, or look upon the earth or the things below, if we look so much as upon the stones or under them, we see infinite power now in exercise at that place. If we look upon ourselves and see our hands and our feet, these members have an existence now because God is there and by an act of infinite power, he upholds them. So God is not only everywhere, but he is everywhere working. Such a great explanation, beautiful words. And we see this, don't we? Throughout the New Testament, as Jesus walks on water, Jesus calms the storm, Jesus, uh, uh, he, he turns water into wine, he withers a fig tree, and Jesus rises from death to life. He has the power over creation, and the universe continues to exist only because he upholds it. It's an act of his wonderful grace. His wonderful grace. As one theologian says, he keeps the cosmos from becoming chaos. He keeps the cosmos from becoming chaos. If Jesus was simply created, if he was truly not before all things, this world would cease to exist. It would be a world of utter chaos. But Jesus is actively involved in his creation. 
He is everywhere, sustaining things, preserving things, upholding things. So what what does this mean for us? What does it mean for you, for me? How are we to respond to this truth? This leads to the second point. You can't hold all things. Who's been watching the World Cup? A few people. Uh, Who wants to know what the score was this morning? Australia versus Argentina. If you don't, block your ears. Uh, It was a great game. And uh, Australia... um, I won't tell you. Fine. (laughs) Look it up afterwards. It was a great game, though. Uh, Very close. Uh, I love the World Cup. It's it's an awesome moment that really unites the world together. Uh, In fact, the first World Cup that I really got into was World Cup 1998. Partly because I had uh, I bought a Nintendo 64 that year, and uh, I, I had the game World Cup '98, and I used to play it. I loved it. Uh, I also played soccer as a kid, and I played futsal as an adult. I wouldn't say I was the best player, but um, you know I was a bit aggressive on the field, uh, which kind of made up for my ball skills. I couldn't juggle very much, but I had friends who were very talented had great ball skills, and they could juggle well over 100. Uh, But the thing with juggling, it doesn't really matter if you can juggle one or 100. There's always going to be a point where you hit your limit. You know, you, you lose focus, or you get fatigued, and then all of a sudden, you drop the ball, and you have to start again. Well, imagine trying to play a game of soccer where you're, you're juggling the ball, uh, but you know, you've got your, your, the opposition are closing in on you. There's so much pressure. I don't think you'll be able to juggle very many balls at all. Well, life is a little bit like this. Life is a bit like this. The ball is in the air, and, and things are going well. Church, your relationship with God, your marriage, your family work, but then all of a sudden you hit a season like I did last month where you face a series of trials. You start to lose focus. You feel fatigued, and you drop the ball. Well, the beautiful truth of this doctrine, that Jesus is the sustainer, should give us great hope and great comfort. Because we don't have to juggle everything in life. We can't juggle everything. But you know what? Jesus can. Jesus can. And he's got far more balls in the air than us, and he's not going to drop them. I love these words from Jesus in Matthew's Gospel. In chapter 11, he says, uh, verse 27, All things have been handed over to me by my Father. In verse 28, So come to me, all who labor and who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
comforting words that Jesus, the sustainer, the one who upholds the universe, says if you're weary, if you're weak, if you're feeling burdened in life, then come to me. Come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke for it is light and easy. This doesn't mean that you stop work, that you stop working altogether. Life will still have its challenges, but Jesus promises a lighter yoke. I certainly have felt overwhelmed this, this past month. And I sense that, that I'm not alone in this. There's many of you who feel that way as well. And our, our culture tries to convince us that we have life in control, <laughs> that we can have a handle on things, that we can hold things together. But that's far from the truth. I came across these revealing stats this week about Australians that one in two Australians have a chronic health condition. One in two. One in five Australians are struggling with mental health. Australians have a massive debt. We have a, an accumulative credit card debt of $17 billion, and we're ranked the fifth country in the world that's struggling with household debt. This doesn't give me confidence that we have a control on things. If anything, Australians are losing control. We're losing control. Do you resonate with this? Maybe, maybe you're juggling too many balls. You know, your, your relationships, your marriage is breaking down. You're, you're in financial debt. Or you just don't want to get out of bed in the morning. Or maybe you're overworking. Working late at night and on weekends. Or maybe your kids are just demanding your time and your attention. Whatever it is, Jesus says it doesn't matter what you're facing. Come to me. Stop trying to hold everything yourself because you can't. Come to me on your, your hands and your knees, and I will give you rest. Maybe you need to respond to Jesus and to his words here. If you're feeling this way, come to him. Take a moment right now to, to close your eyes and turn to him in prayer and ask him to give you rest. Or talk with a friend or, or somebody that you came along with. Or come down the front after the service and pray with our team. Or I'd, I'd love to chat with you and pray with you as well. Whatever, whatever it is, don't, don't go home today without responding. If you're feeling overwhelmed, then come to Jesus. You can't hold all things together. But come to the one who can. Come to Jesus. So we can't hold all things together. But my, my third and final point, you can help with some things. You can help with some things. 
this truth that Jesus is the sustainer uh, should give us great confidence to, to partner with him on his mission. Because Jesus invites us to, uh, to be part of his sustaining work physically and spiritually. We can be part of Jesus' sustaining work physically. In, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, the, the Apostle Paul says these words. He says, bear one another's burdens. Bear one another's burdens. Jesus can carry our burdens, but we can help one another to carry each other's burdens by caring for people, by loving people. And I think we have a, a great community here, one that is hospitable and loving and caring. As people uh, reach out for help or people uh, offer help towards others practically, if someone's sick or if a loved one has died or struggling with finances. In fact, we felt this, this love and this care this past week when we had COVID. As people sent us uh, encouraging text messages or pre- uh, words uh, of, of, of encouragement or prayers, people practically gave us meals as well. How can we love and and care and show the love of Christ to others in our community? But you know what? It's not just people in our community that need to, to, to receive this love. But who in your local neighborhoods and networks can you show the love of Christ to? Maybe it's a, a, a parent at school, a friend that you study with, or a colleague at work. The stats that I just shared uh, say that you have a pretty good chance that there's someone that you know that's in need. So who can you show the love of Christ to? Uh, a practical way, we've got a pallet out the back. I don't know if you've seen it as you've come into church, but the reverse advent. And these boxes are a great way to, to show the love of Christ to people uh, in need in our community. Particularly in this season, you can fill it with food and it goes to someone who, who doesn't have anything, who, who is in need. So who can you show the love of Christ to? We can help sustain others physically, but we can also help sustain others spiritually. The, the Apostle Peter, uh, he writes these words in 2 Peter 3.9. He says, The Lord is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. As followers of Jesus, we're commanded to, to make disciples. But Peter tells us that the Lord is patient while he waits for people to repent by his grace. He's sustaining all things that none should perish but receive eternal life. If Jesus, he he could end this world in a moment, but he doesn't because he wants his kingdom to grow. He wants people to come and receive life in him. So if you are a Christian, be encouraged by that, but then let me urge you to share that with other people. Share that good news that the sustainer of all things wants to intimately know them and have a relationship with them, that they can't hold all things, but they can come to Jesus. 
Who can you share that with this week? And if you're not yet a Christian, then hear these words that Jesus, he, he calls you to respond. He's the, the sustainer of life, the sustainer of this universe, and he desperately wants you to experience life in him. He died on the cross so that you can receive life. He did this for you, and he doesn't want you to perish. He wants you to have eternal life. So will you respond to that call from Jesus to receive this this grace, this life in him? Well, as the band comes up, let me close with a story. Uh, Pete Stephen, as many of you know, is the pastor at City on the Hill, Whittington, just down the road. And he regularly shares stories with the staff team just about what God is doing there. And uh, they regularly host these bread nights. He told us this story about uh, some ladies who, who invited their friend along. Uh, she came along to this bread night, and this bread night's an opportunity for them to, um, to hand out free bread, free bread left over from bakeries that would serve um, people in the community. And there was this lady who came, and uh, she immediately felt welcomed, and she felt loved as she received this bread. This led her to to want to find out more. So she came along to the gospel community. And then after that, she came along to their Sunday services. And then she started attending Alpha. And as she attended Alpha, she came to know the sustainer of life. She decided to follow Jesus and surrender her life to him. Praise God for moments like that. What started out as coming to a bread night for physical sustenance resulted in coming to know the bread of life and spiritual sustenance. Jesus is the sustainer. He is the one who holds all things. We can't hold all things. And if you're feeling weary and burdened, then come to him. But let's show Jesus this week. Let's share Jesus so that others would encounter his sustaining grace and come and have life in him. Let's turn to him now and let's pray and praise him for who he is. Would you join me? Lord, we praise you for your wondrous grace. That you are the sustainer of all things. We thank you right now that you're upholding this universe, every star, every, every grain of sand, every single atom, every life. Thank you, Lord, that you sustain us, that you give us breath each day. Lord, I pray for those who are feeling weary, they would come to you. 
they would come to you and find rest. I pray for those, uh, all of us, that we would find confidence and courage that you are the sustainer and that we would seek to show this and share this with others. Thank you, Lord. I pray that we may encounter your sustaining grace and many others in this world would as well. Pray this in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to know more about our church or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au.